in the commentary of the Bhagavad Gita, the great Bhashakar Bhagavan Shankaracharya points out in the very beginning that moha is the cause of our shoka. Our delusions are the cause of our sorrows. Delusion means thinking wrongly, because of which we have false expectations, because of our thoughts are our actions, as well as our attachments, etc. Therefore, in the first few verses of Mohamudgara, or popularly known as Bhaja Govindam, Sri Adi Shankaracharya points out to us or gives us a complete diagnosis of the maladies of our life and also points out to us the cause which is our wrong thinking, wrong attitudes, its consequent attachments, its clinging obsessions. And because of that, we continue to suffer in this life. And what is the antidote for wrong thinking? The antidote is right thinking, which comes from self-observation, from guidance from those who have observed life and by us taking immediate notice and action because after all, it is our life in which we are suffering. And collectively, we cause suffering in this world. Therefore, Bhagwan Shankaracharya, in the eighth verse, gave us an antidote. Inquire into the nature of truth. Inquire into what really is happening in this life. Inquire as to what is your permanent relationships? And yet, why do you sit and worry, full of anxieties? He gave the antidote, inquire, inquire. Now, the disease is known. The medicine is also there. And when we try on our own, our existing vasanas, our existing belief patterns, our own past experiences, our attachments, likes, dislikes, again color our thinking and makes our mind extroverted. And therefore, this self-inquiry, this inquiry into the nature of things, again gets as though washed away. And we are not able to continue this inquiry till it becomes our conviction, till it becomes 
our belief pattern and then guides all our actions therefore now in this ninth verse bhagwan shankaracharya gives us the complete ladder of rise and where can we get this medicine easily where can it be administered to us effectively and he says satsangatve nisangatvam nisangatve nirmohatvam nirmohatve nischalatatvam nischalatatve jeevan mukti bhajagovindam bhajagovindam govindam bhajamudamate bhagwan says satsangatve nissangatvam it is through satsang there is nissang there is detachment from that which is temporary that which is falsely conceived and because of which we get falsely carried away so satsangatve nissangatvam nissangatve nirmohatvam so through attachment to sat the truth the reality and as we'll see the different meanings of it when we are attached to good company we start detaching from that which is harmful to us yet we are not able to give up the attachments even with pratipaksha bhavna when we inquire so satsangatve nisangatvam nisangatve nirmohatvam right thinking is not possible when our minds are colored by its likes dislikes its attachments its obsessions its prejudices and its experiences of the past which have colored our present thinking so nirmohatvam nirmohatve nischalatatvam when there is no longer false thinking no delusions there we begin to get the glimpse of that immutable changeless steady reality there's also another reading which does not change the meaning but also points out to us nischalitvam that there is steadiness of mind in our inquiry in our contemplation and steadiness in our meditation and when we discover in midst of all the horrifying shadows we see in the darkness of ignorance but we do not recognize that steady lamp or that steady light behind this ego that manifests this varieties of shadows causing fear and anxiety so nischalatatvam nischalatatve jeevan mukti
And when there is this steadiness in meditation, in self-inquiry, steadiness in the knowledge that we have gained from our Guru and the scriptures, and steadiness in that glimpse that we have had with knowledge, then we have abidance in the truth. And there is liberation, freedom in this life itself. Jeevan Mukti, not post-mortem. There is no guarantee. People have various different ideas of what is liberation. People think that when you die, you go to heaven. Swargvas ho gaya, they say. You go to heaven. And going to heaven, people consider as liberation because we conceive of a heaven where there is no hunger, no thirst, etc. But any world gained due to even good action, which is finite and limited, itself is a limited world. Thus, what is liberation? People have got many concepts of even liberation. Even freedom, we think in this world, that when we just get to do what we feel like doing is freedom. But we don't realize that we are very often slaves to our own likes, dislikes, whims, fancies, beliefs, our own mind itself. If a simple question we ask ourselves, what is it that we are seeking in our life? We want happiness. We want peace. We want a sense of fulfillment. And for that, we are dependent on so many things, beings and situations. Are we really independent to be happy? Ask ourselves this question. Are we independent to be peaceful? Or we only imagine when situations would be so-called perfect and we do not even know what is perfect because when we get what we want, we are still not at peace. Therefore, Jeevan Mukti, it is only in attainment of the infinite can there be complete and total satisfaction. And when we recognize that that reality that truth is that happiness is my own nature. And it is only because of my ignorance and my delusions that I can get happiness only when I get what I like. And that like and dislike also keeps on changing. So what happens is that we are not independent in being happy. We remain trapped in the limitations of this body because we have this delusion that this body is me. We get trapped in our web of our own thoughts and so entangled in our imaginations of likes, dislikes, attachments and hates that we keep on conjuring in our mind and then we become a slave 
to our own imagination. And even if we are corrected, even if we are pointed out, still what happens? Ask ourselves. Even now, ask yourself. We still remain attached to all those misconceptions, even grievances, guilts, etc. But we don't change our ways. We don't change our thinking. And at this moment, we don't even feel that we are able to do it. Therefore, what freedom do we really enjoy? We want freedom from some country. We want freedom from uh, uh, some genders. We want freedom from the spouse. Children want freedom from the parents. Parents these days want freedom from their children. So, what really is freedom? In simple words, free to be happy. At this moment, we are not even free to act. We are compelled to act. But free to act and do what is right, to do our duties. So many meanings are there at different levels to understand freedom. But real freedom is when we know our infinite nature and our oneness with everybody. Then only there is Jeevan Mukti. Now, what is Satsang? Sang means attachment. We are attached to something or someone. In fact, mind cannot be without attachment. But what is mind attached to? If you carefully observe, mind is attached to that which it thinks will give it happiness, peace, fulfillment, a sense of well-being. Now, very often we do imagine certain things and even after we suffer, we are still not able to give it up. Unique is this attachment. Therefore, all our saints, sages, the great Acharyas, Guru, have emphasized that if you want to detach from that which is temporary and finite, that which is limited and consuming, that which is false and the cause of our suffering. As much as we sometimes know, inquire, even understand, but we still are not able to detach from our past, detach from things and beings and be independent in loving them rather being dependent on them for our happiness. Very often because of that we have seen in the name of love which is only attachment we only derive for ourselves happiness which is only selfish and then we become dependent. This is how the world can make you dance to its whims and fancies, worry about unnecessary things. Therefore, if you want to detach from the lower, attach to the higher. 
Mind only at this moment knows attachment. Attach to the higher. Expose your mind to nobler, purer happiness and means of peace. The moment the mind begins to enjoy that and recognize it and know how effortless it is that the, when the mind turns towards the higher, the nobler, the greater. And the highest being, the mind turns towards the infinite. Religion calls it as God. Philosophy calls it as truth. When we turn towards the truth, Sat, that which is permanent, that which is infinite, and when we constantly think about it, and we become attached to it. But how do we develop that attachment to the truth? Keep the company of those who know the truth and are attached and dedicated to the truth. When we keep their company, as we very well know from our different companies, how easily we start behaving according to the company we keep. Start thinking according to the company we keep. That's why we emphasize that our children keep good company. So what company we keep? Therefore, keep the company of those saints and sages. And when we get the company of such people, it is the rarest. It is said in Goswami Tulsi Das Ji Sri Ramcharit Manas, Binu Satasanga Vivekana Hoi Ram Kripa Binu Sulabana Soi. That without satsang, without right company, without the company of those who know the truth or at least striving for the truth, without their company, vivek, right thinking, right discrimination is not possible. Binu satsanga vivekana hoi, but ram kripa binu sulabana soi. Without Lord's grace, God's grace, satsang is not possible. And without satsang, God vision is not possible. Thus, satsangatve nissangatva. When direct company of saints and sages are not available, then keep the company of seekers. Keep the company of those who are striving. Keep the company who are of those who are trying to live a noble life. Therefore, keeping such company, satsang, gatherings of people that meet together and together revel in the higher, whether singing the glories of the truth, whether inquiring into the truth or encouraging each other in serving and growing with higher attitudes, vision, etc. Keep such company. And where even such company is not available, then to keep our thoughts in the company of the words, teachings, knowledge of such great men and women. 
And see, company, it's not, you might be in a group of people. Just because in school, you are sitting with students who may have been addicted to certain narcotics, you don't become addicted. It is with whom you mentally associate. In that way, you could be sitting in the company of great and noble saints and sages, but your mind is someone else. Then, that is not called as company. You must participate in satsang. Therefore, satsangatve nisangatvam. It is with sangha only we fall, it is sangha we rise. In Bhagavad Gita, the ladder of fall has been pointed out and there Bhagwan says, Dhyayato vishayan pumsaha sangas teshu pajayate sangat sanjayate kamaha kamat krodho bijayate krodat bhavati sammoha sammohat smriti vibramaha smriti bramshat buddhi nashaha buddhi nashat pranashati. Very often we have elaborated on this verse. Before your mind falls the steps and the leaps become proportionally longer, detect that when we keep on constantly thinking about something, sangha and association and attachment with it is born. This then becomes desire. We start imagining that this thing will give me happiness. In fact, without it, I cannot be happy. It will be with me always and always give me happiness. And then that desire becomes an obsession, lust, karma. And if anything or anyone become an obstacle to it, it becomes anger. If we get it, we become further attached and it becomes greed. And when anything becomes an obstacle in our acquiring more and more of it, more and more anger comes in. And the moment, moment anger comes in, our thinking capacity goes haywire. Who is friend? Who is for? Who has helped us? There is delusion. And when there is delusion, there is loss of memory. And without our experiences of the past, of what is right, what is wrong, we actually lose our discrimination and without discrimination, without intelligence, without an intellect, what are we? We can't even call as animals. We are worse than animals where we plunder, kill, destroy the people of our own kind. Thus, human beings start behaving worse than demons. Leave alone animals who never really destroy anything until and unless they just need as much as they want to eat. Rarely are those animals. Thus, it is with wrong association of thought that we fall. But when we have the right association of thought, we rise. Thus, satsangatve. Nisangatvam, Nisangatve, Nirmohatvam. Nirmohatve, when delusion is gone, 
we begin to glimpse that which is permanent in us, that which is the beauty that underlines the entire creation as its substratum, that Shantam, Shivam, Sundaram. And once the mind glimpses it, once the mind enjoys the company of the good and the noble and those who are striving for the truth and recognizes the security of such satsang. Therefore, Gurudev emphasized that in your cities, in your towns, and we are seeing that also how even in the villages that Gurudev's work is going on, when you have this satsang and each one helps each other. It is like a fence that protects you from this fall, from this delusion. Therefore, satsangatve nisangatvam, nisangatve nirmohatvam, nirmohatve nishchalatatvam, nishchalatatve jivan mukti. This is to be free here and now, to be happy here and now and not be dependent upon situation, things, beings, but to be free in life itself. Therefore, this beautiful verse that points out the ladder of rise helps us to and encourages us, enriches us, empowers us by keeping right company, good company, noble company, company of saints and sages. And look at it, the grace of the Lord, that we all seekers can gather even at our homes and even in these times and situations where we cannot have external company, we can remain connected at our homes. Thus, Bhagwan brings satsang to our homes. In fact, there is a beautiful story. Yeah? And our minds can easily meditate upon stories. So I leave you today with this story to be meditated upon. And those of you who had little children today watching the story time, you must have seen and I'm thankful to many, many parents who have sent the pictures of their children watching story time and how those children are just sitting absolutely their gaze fixed onto the story. That is what is called as meditation. Those who have watched your children, you know how capable they are to meditate. So I will conclude with this story that you meditate upon and it will unfold to your pure mind many, many dimensions. Once Narad Muni went to Bhagwan Narayan with a question that everywhere in our scriptures, books of knowledge and in every works of saints and sages around the world have emphasized on this Sangha on this satsang, company of the saints, sages and noble people. 
So what is the glory of satsang? Bhagwan said, you go to so and so forest and there you will find a banyan tree. In that you will find a hole and in that hole you will find a worm. And in you ask the worm this question. Naraji said, then Bhagwan can answer this question, a worm will. But when there is true jiggyasa, when there is true, when there is true pursuit of knowledge, then we have to be humble. The great sage Narada goes and knocks at the hole in the tree and a little worm wriggles out halfway. And Naraji says that I had a question and the Lord sent me to you to ask the question. My question is, what is the glory of satsang? The worm wriggled out, fell on the ground and died. Naraji couldn't understand what happened. After a few days, he went back to Lord Narayana and asked Narayana that this worm died. I didn't get the answer to this question. And Bhagwan says, go to the outskirts of the forest and there you will find a baby parrot eating sweet mangoes. Ask the parrot. He goes there and sees this beautiful chirping parrot. And some of you can hear these parrots in the background. They are here, there in the garden right now. And since the mangoes are just coming out, they are all waiting to eat those sweet mangoes. And there was this baby parrot, truly as Bhagwan said. Naraji went and asked this question, saying that the Lord has sent to me to ask you this question. The parrot looked at Naraji, fluttered, fell down and died. Naraji said, what happened? After many months, he went back. And this time he again asked that, what is happening? I'm not getting the answer to my question. Naraji said, uh, Bhagwan said, Naraji, go to the village outside the forest. There is a calf there. A baby cow just born. Go ask that calf. Naraji thought to himself, if I ask the calf and the calf is going to die, this is a great sin. Because those creatures who give so much of themselves, just like even people, every life is precious. But those who have done so much for the world, when they are killed, there is a bigger loss to the world. What if this calf dies? And when he saw that gentle, calf with its doe-like eyes. He couldn't resist. He said, the Lord has sent me to ask this question to you. What is the glory of satsang? And that cow gave him that gentle look and just collapsed there. Now for Naraji, this was a great sin. He did austerities for many years, came back. And Bhagwan said, you still not got the answer to your question. He still did not understand. So he said, go, go to the kingdom and there is a young prince. Go and ask this young prince. He went there. The king received the great sage with honor and made him sit on the most respected seat. And after having honored him, gifted him, worshipped him, then told him, 
my son is here. Please bless him. That little child comes, does Sashtang Namaskar, bows down and says, Gurudev, what are your instructions? He said, when did I become your Guru? I have come to learn from you. And this uh, child says, you are my Guru because of whom I am where I am. He said, but I have come to learn from you, but I dare not ask the question because, he said, because the worm died, because the parrot died. He said, well, that news may have spread, but the social media is a bit too much because no one knew about the cow dying and Naraji committing such a sin. He said, because the calf died. He said, how did you come to know? Has God been gossiping? He said, you wanted to ask the question. He said, I'm not asking the question. Since you know this much, you know the question. Can you give me the answer? Because the prince died, the king would not spare him. And the little prince said, I am the glory of satsang. I was that worm and by God's grace, a saint like you came in my life and asked this question. I died as a worm to be born as a parrot. There also I got your satsang. I died as a parrot to be born as a cow. I died as a cow to be born as man. And as man, if I have the blessings of a guru like you, then why should I fear? I shall now not die as a person, but die as this ego to become infinite. This is the glory of satsang. Meditate on this story. And these stories are given to us to meditate, to contemplate upon. Today, we are taking this meditation. Wish you in your life many, many moments of satsang and share these moments of satsangs with everyone around you. This is the glory of satsang. Thank you for tuning in to this episode by the Chinmaya Mission. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing. If you're looking for exceptional and detailed content on the Bhagavad Gita and how Lord Krishna's advice to Arjuna is relevant to the hurdles you face today, or understanding your mind, or explanations on Hindu scriptures in easy-to-understand English, the Chinmaya Mission YouTube channel is the place to be. All links are in the description.